Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show and welcome to episode 76 of Unmuted. Thank you guys for tuning in, whether you're tuning in live on Twitch or listening to this on Spotify or uh, what are the other platforms? And Rami, uh, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. I appreciate you. Um, episode 76, man. Can you guys believe it? It's pretty crazy. Uh, the setup is slowly getting there. It's not as uh, as messy as it used to be, but I still have a bit of work to do. And um, I want to let you guys know that we uh, launched a YouTube channel where all the clips from the podcast, from Sweep Night, from Scream Stream, what else do we do? From the gaming, all that stuff, all the little clips and highlights will be up on YouTube uh, as well as uh, as well as Instagram. So um, go show uh, go show YouTube some love. Just give it up. What do what do they say? Uh, smash that like button. Subscribe, do all that stuff. Anyway, um, I'm very excited uh, for today's uh, today's podcast. So I'm going to shut up and hit the intro. Noosh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> How's it going? It's good. I've been. Uh, I've. I. You know, on episode uh, three of the podcast yeah. with Hadi Sariyad-Din uh-huh. uh, was the first time someone started spamming Get Noosh Like Sploosh. Wow. From episode three and it's episode 76. So it's been a, it's been a minute. Wow. I am, I'm always really <laughs> taken aback when someone knows I exist. That's not my immediate family. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of that, that's um, for the people that might not know you yeah. or someone that's listening to this, uh, that, that isn't necessarily from the the UAE scene or anything like that, if you could introduce yourself to someone that might not know you. So I am an interdisciplinary artist based in Dubai. I've been based here a really long time. Um, and I have a music practice and I also have a video practice. I make music videos. I um, write poems and songs and script sometimes. And yeah, sometimes I, do, I make drawings and it's all kind of about what it is to f- be here. A lot of it's about that. A lot of it's about relationships I've been in or just sometimes about what it's like to simply be in my skin. Yeah. So I, I love the fact that you said interdisciplinary artist, which is difficult for me to say because it's when I was when I was doing the the poster, yeah, uh, I was like, God, what am I? How am I gonna sum up everything and put it in that one word? I should have just asked you about that <laughs> that term because I I went with musician and and uh, decided to go with the fact that we're gonna sit and talk about all these different things because because there is a massive list of things that you do. I feel like um, I feel like musician is maybe the thing that I aspire to be the most because it is the most gratifying. It is the most kind of challenging in some ways for me because I didn't formally train in it mm-hmm. from a young age. Um, but yeah, I'm okay with like like that's that would be an appropriate label for the way that we're probably going to talk about things because I feel like we're going to probably talk about music a lot. Yeah, but I also want to get into the art stuff. Okay. I I think uh, let's let's um let's let's dive back. Let's let's okay. already get into it because I think there it's very interesting that uh, you said 
you like you practice uh, there's art there's video there's music and you kind of have this world where you do all three at the same time like music videos is literally the combination of those two and uh, and the stuff you do with uh, with art and even um i believe you'd like uh, what is it what is the word it's not commission it's the uh what's that word when you like pick artists to uh like a like curate curate that's the word i was looking for yeah that's the word so even even to that level like there's a lot of things that um link up Mm -hmm. all all three uh, of your worlds so how did it start where where did noosh figure out yo i like the i like art you know as a kid um nobody stopped me um I think for me, all of it's, you know, it's all storytelling. You know, that's yeah. the thing. I just love just, just a storyteller. But did um, it start with music or did it start with... It started with drawing. It yeah. started with drawing. It started with drawing and reading. Um, I was really obsessed with reading and with um, the illustrations in books. Yeah. Um, I was really obsessed actually with Quent- with Quentin Blake, who's the illustrator for Roald Dahl's books um, and his really like weird expressive style. And then I moved on into working in theater and animation. That's what I formally studied. Mm-hmm. And both of those worlds are really ask you to use a lot of different skills. You learn a lot of different technical skills working in those two fields. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in theater, especially in like low budget theater or any, any of those big production industries, where when you're not working at a commercial level and you're working kind of independently or yeah. like lo-fi, you end up doing a lot of things yourself. So it moved from flat, the flat surface, it moved into the three-dimensional space very, very quickly. And um, in university, I was really lucky to study at a time when they were still teaching on 16 millimeter. Mm-hmm. It's like the last year that they were doing that, the, before all the dark rooms like shut down. Yeah, And... Um, and like I was taught how to like load a camera in the dark, you know, like, and I loved it. I, I remember I was quite good at that dexterous stuff. Um, and so I fell in love with working with my hands um, and the kind of tooling and, and, you know, small fidgety precision stuff. And, uh, there's something about making things with your hands, like object making, it takes time. And it's not necessarily the easiest thing to just release an emotion through, because mm-hmm. it takes all that, yeah. I mean, animation, like it's it's just, I mean, if you could think of something more tedious, I'd be interested to know, but. You yeah, know. I was I was gonna ask you about, um, because the stop motion is a big part of uh, a lot of the stuff you you put out, yeah, and that literally is step by step, moving a tiny bit at a time, taking that frame and and putting it all together. So it's not just a release of 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 emotion, like you said. It's not like oh, I'm telling I'm telling the story in in the moment right now. It's I'm I'm gonna take my time and putting it together. It is. It's this relationship to time that I think. Each, each discipline has a different relationship to time for me and in, mm. in the practice of it. And um, there was something about, as I was graduating and I was moving to um, Mumbai, um, I think 
I don't know. I don't really know what it was. I think it was like I lived with a lot of musicians, and I was obsessed with musicians, and I wanted to be a musician. But I, you know, I thought you do that when you're young, and if you don't, then that, you know, you're talented or bust.、Um, and there was something about working at this like atomic level that was kind of, I was just sick of it, and、um, so I started. I had always been writing songs.、Uh, As poems, I guess,、um, and then I kind of just wound up with some instruments lying around、um, with my roommates and stuff, and started playing a little bit. I started playing the harmonica first because. So、yeah. you were even、uh, instrumental-wise, you were self-taught. Everything. Yeah. You picked up was. Yeah, just- yeah. I I、um, I played. I used to play drums when I was a teenager,、um, but not. Not for very, not for a really long time, and again, not again. That was sort of self-taught as well.、Um, so yeah, I started with the harmonica because you can't really fuck that up. You haven't seen me with a harmonica. You know what? <laughs> you know we can. We if you have a harmonica, I will show you within five minutes how to have a good time with it. It's, okay. It's a really forgiving instrument. <laughs> well, I'll give it a shot,、yeah. but I'm pretty sure I'd fuck that up. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no.、Um, I, I I say this for like. Kids as well. It's like it's the best. It's the best instrument because I mean the way it's built is it's called a harmonica. It's built on on if you're playing in the same key, any note that you play. See, I think this is this is the thing that will it, sound good. I don't know what the key is. <laughs> and so I, you just you just ask the guitarist what, what key what key are you playing?、And、yeah. All right, you pull out that harmonica and you play it, and that's that's it. Sounds good. I just want to give a shout out to Warhead. He says good evening, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, Warhead? Thank you for tuning in, and.、Um, Thank you for、uh, for the sub, my dude. I love that、uh, little red skull sub that、uh, that you have next to your name. Can you see the comments? Because I, I I can't read that. No, I I got them here. Oh, you got them there.、Oh, yeah. The secret little screen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. So yeah. The, how? When was the the actual um that moment that it clicked where you were like, instead of this is just an interest for me, like I'm gonna pick up these instruments and. I want to get good at it. It's not. It's not just ah,、uh, you know, I'm doodling around with a guitar. Like I want to figure out this instrument. So that kind of seriousness for me started in 2018,、mm-hmm. and until that point, I was still very much like I had stopped playing. Also, I had kind of stopped playing and performing for about five years in between 2013 to 2018.、Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of went back into visual. The visual world and and mural painting,、um, and kind of also just building a kind of commercial practice for myself that I could sustain myself with.、Um, and then it, I sort of got it in my head that I could, I could make a decision about what I wanted to do.、Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't just have to happen; it was up to me. And、um, I decided that the thing I would like to You know, put some energy into was was、uh, was voice.、Mm-hmm. Um, it just felt at the time like the most ambitious unicorn thing I could do, and also the most important thing for me personally. Just like this, a kind of secret、um, little for meanness. This fits in with the with Warhead's question. He says, "What skills have you learned、uh, that that helped you specifically in your singing singing career?" Oh man, I feel like I could. Um, I am very much a student.、Uh, I would even say that I'm a very, very early student at the very early point of my learning. And 
what I am discovering is that, oh man, singing, like we could spend like two hours just talking about singing um, and I would love to. Um, I know that generally what everybody says about singing is that, you know, you got to get your breathing right. And I feel like it is very much about breath, but the way I used to think it was about breath and how I feel like it is now is very different. Mm -hmm. um, I have in the past done a lot of effort because most things that we do in life is very like effort mm -hmm. oriented. Mm -hmm. um, and with singing, it's one of those things that is kind of the opposite. The easier it is to do, the better the technique. Interesting. And I spent about six months doing nothing but breathing. I found this amazing teacher um, and I was doing online classes, which yeah. is also kind of wild to think that I could have learned, like I was learning this <laughs> through a screen, but it worked and- um, This was in 2018? No, in 20, no, this was, this was actually last year. Um, mm where I kind of took a pause. I, I, w I didn't intentionally take a pause. I just sort of returned to breathing Yeah. Um, and did no other singing training for about six months. Mm -hmm. um, and it ch has changed the way I sing completely. And I feel like I'm at a, I'm rebuilding my instrument. Um, what other things that was, a, okay, I have to, I'm trying to return back to that question to be a useful person. Um, what are the skills that I have learned that have helped singing? Oh man. Um, I think I've learned how to observe and listen, which are really like vague sounding, but paying attention and slowing down. Cause music is a, is a durational craft. Yeah. Um, and Unlike other instruments where you can kind of see what, what's going on with singing is everything is on feel and the rhythm is how you breathe, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're breathing in rhythm. And once you can click into the rhythm and you're breathing in rhythm, then all you have, all you're really doing is applying a sound to ride that. So it's actually this real like liquid event. That's a really unique way to explain it, by the way. I, I've, I haven't heard anyone explain it that way. That's really cool. I wonder, I also have a lot of like, I'm learning how to sing as an adult. And I feel I, I'm aware that most people who I look up to learn how to sing as, as children. Mm -hmm. And I grew up with this um, kind of like bullshit myth that you either have a voice or you don't. And I, I don't believe that anymore. And um, a big part of progress I felt has been like for the first six years, I think from like 2010 to like, well, 2020, um, all 10 years, all I was doing was really getting rid of the doubt. Mm -hmm. Like, can I sing? I can't sing. I can't sing. I'm still kind of in that play. So how does it feel when you um, go back and listen to like uh, three act circus or, or any of the earlier stuff that, that you released? I can hear, I can hear the difference. I can hear the, the effort, you know, I'm, I'm moving the notes around in this real, like the way I would move, um, you know, the stop motion thing around. I'm doing the same thing with my voice. Yeah. Um, so interestingly, like learning how to breathe and learning how to allow and let the like liquid happen has also leaked and, you know, transferred over the way, the other ways I work, which is why I think it's the best thing I've, best decision I've ever made.
That's that. Yeah. See, the the thing is, I think you're looking at it from. It's not necessarily an instrument, and I'm. Do I hit the chord right or not? It's a. It's more. I want to say almost like lifestyle. Like you're you're changing slowly into this other lifestyle. Does that does that singing is a lifestyle? <laughs> Hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, but it you, is. I mean, it, I mean, it is. You're talking me. about it. Like I've heard. I've heard friends. Um, who are who are slowly transitioning to being vegan full time? Like yeah. they're talking about the way that everything God. is changing in their life right, yeah. because of this one thing. You're you're kind of bringing that. Yeah, mo- I mean, I now I feel like an asshole, but like, um, it is it is having significant impact for me because of not because like oh this is so like this is so magical. It is magical, but it's also the most normal thing in the world. It's yeah. the most like where you know. You know, you're born. You're supposed to get up and sing and dance and play some rhythm. Yeah. You know, that's that's those three things are tied in together, and that's part of our natural human expression, our natural animal expression. Um, so returning to that yeah. is kind of allowing me to cut through some of the, you know, that it's 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 starting. It's just it's just a reminder, like you know, it's like going, it's like dancing. It's like that reminder that. Um, you can, you can pause. You can, you can, you can live. You can breathe. It's it's not about a deadline all the time. It so doesn't have to be about effort all the time. It, it was it wasn't always like that for you. Oh God, no, no, oh. no. And it's also like not like oh it was and it, it like it is and it was like yeah, these yeah. things are still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? but I wanted to ask. So um, early on, when did the uh, like. We talked about the urge of, of getting better and all that stuff, and like I want to hone my craft. But when did uh, the performance part uh, kick off? Because I, I always find that a lot of people, um, the performance, like I want to I want to show people, or I want to perform this live, or I want to I want to share my song and see, you know, get a reaction or whatever it is, uh, comes in much later than a lot of people expect. Um, mm. From from the people I've talked to, anyway, was it was it any anything like that for you, or did you feel like um, performing was was part of learning the craft and and doing everything? None of it was conscious um, or decided. I the songs I am performing these days that are mine, I wrote a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent one was written in like 2017. Um, when I started writing songs and putting them to music and then it was like a really short moment before it went from, I was in Mumbai and at that time it was really like based on where I was and what was happening and just kind of being in a particular place at and time where there were open mics and I was hanging out with people who knew the people running the open mics. So mm-hmm. they kind of were like, hey, you should, you know, they heard me playing at a party or whatever, like just at a house party, just messing around kind of thing. And then they said, oh, you should go play this open mic. And so I went and played it and I, people were really supportive about it. And I, I was totally baffled, completely baffled. I was, like, I, I was like, I don't sing and I can play two chords on the guitar. Like, what is, um, I'm not supposed, I'm not, I shouldn't be allowed to do this. The, what was it, uh, imposter syndrome? Did you get any of the imposter syndrome stuff? I mean, I've, I've had imposter syndrome, like, until like 10 minutes ago. It's still, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's, it's, uh, yeah. 
But I mean, there's, I think there's also a difference between like the imposter syndrome that one feels because of a lack of self-confidence and then the feeling of actually being under-rehearsed mm -hmm. and under-developed. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Which I would argue is not really imposter syndrome. That's yeah. just, you just are aware of what you don't know. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I definitely get that. Whenever someone uh, talks about music and I'm like, I have three albums under my belt, but I can't strum <laughs> more than four chords. I'm like, eh, I, I'm not, I don't classify myself as a musician. I, yeah. I, I'm a great delegator. <laughs> That's interesting. Like, how would you, I am like, you know, um, I consider like, oh, I'm the only person who is getting away with this, but, or not getting away with this, but you know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm, yeah. everybody else knows how to play scales and, no, you I, know, I, read music and has been trained classically or something like how, how's your, how's, how's it been? I, uh, I didn't care about the instrument. I didn't care about, I liked the, the process of creating music. And, um, for me, it wasn't more, it wasn't so much to do with the actual musicality or the technique or anything like that. It was more about like the message and the feeling. Mm -hmm. So, um, I picked up drums cause no one was a drummer at first. And then a uh, guitar for a while because we couldn't find one and there was a spare guitar in my house and uh, a bassist because then uh, there, there was already a guitarist there so I jumped on bass when I was in a band and I, I didn't care about like what I was in the band mm -hmm. um, and then screaming eventually because no we didn't find someone that ha we had the sound in our head we didn't find someone that can do that so I practiced my ass off for like a year um, and then figured out how to do it properly and and that's the reason I'm I'm screaming. It's just because I just love making things in general. And even when I wasn't in bands, uh, I'd uh, go on tour with bands and film them and do their little documentaries and stuff like that. I just like the creating part. So as a musician and filmmaker, like, do you find that there is any, like, what is the relationship between those two things? For you? But see that the, the, the titles, I still have problems. Like musician and filmmaker, uh, more like I'm in a band and I make videos. That's how I <laughs> I put them. You know what I mean? Like I I have to water it down a bit because that I don't feel like I'm up that that level yet. That's I can't call myself yet, that yet. That's interesting because it's like the musician and the filmmaker are like the the pure um like the whiskey. You know, like pure. yeah. Um, and then when you water it down, it's like palatable and you can have. You know what I mean? You can like spread it out yeah. over a longer time. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. No, it, it, I get what you mean. It's it's the like the one sip hard whiskey versus the Jack and Coke. Right. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm I'm the Jack and Coke guy. I'm the Jack of all trades, uh, master of none. But also, the Jack of all trades is is very like uh, um, non. Uh, like confrontational, whatever. Like, I don't want to, if I say filmmaker. Right. And I have to prove it. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to prove filmmaking. You know what I mean? Like, I, I made. But who would you have to prove that to? I'm just saying for both of us, like, who would we have to prove these things to? That's the thing. I don't think there is anyone we have to prove it to. I think yeah. it's just to us. To yeah. it, Like, it's a more internal dialogue. So I heard the end of that proverb not long ago. Jack of all, master of none, but better than a master of one. And they never, they never tell us the end of that. I've is, never heard the end of which that. Which totally inverts That's the amazing. whole meaning. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like. Yeah. Uh, where did you hear that? Did someone uh, 
bring it up in a similar conversation like or just BuzzFeed passing? or something. I don't yeah. know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Some classical text, like, yeah. So do you consider yourself um, a filmmaker and a musician and uh, an artist? Like, Fuck yeah. I like those. Those yeah. are good. I'll take all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take a bottle of each. That's cool. Yeah, I'm still I'm still working on the, on the confidence behind those. I think it's also like, oh man, what are my what are my artist friends say the other day? Um, Pen Powder, illustrator here, amazing. Um, she's like, I know I can do that. I don't have to. I like to the whole proving thing. Yeah. And I, I found that I was like, if I had known that sentence five years ago, I would have saved myself so much. Like, I would have saved myself so much um, anxiety just with that. I wouldn't have done, like, a whole bunch of projects based on that, because I've done so many projects just to prove to myself that I could do the projects. But do you, don't you feel like, because I've done the same, but I feel like looking back at those projects, they're some of the best work because I had not something to prove, but I had motivation. Whereas the like more commercial stuff that I did or, or the paid editing jobs that are just for a corporate client or something like that, I half-assed those. I genuinely don't still hire me, but <laughs> I genuinely don't, don't care about those. Like I, I can't um, like put my, my soul into it whatsoever. Yeah. I don't sit and think about like, is this crossfade transition to like, I don't care. It's a conference. Like, <laughs> But the ones that I had like that motivation behind it, I'll always look back at them. I'll always be like, damn, I remember when I made that decision. I feel like the creative thing, like the non-commercial things I have done. I I don't know. I feel like I've actually done all that proving shit for clients. Because mm -hmm. I think that's where my insecurity has been. Like, can I do this for other people? Like outside of my own like, you know, vision. Yeah. Like, you know, you write like I write songs that I can sing. Now can I sing, can I sing this jazz song, you know? Um, which I don't really like, but like the client wants or whatever. Yeah. And um, that kind of stuff. Uh, so I actually feel like, I, I mean, I don't know what I'm doing going back. Like, I, I don't even remember what happened like two years ago in that kind of detail mm -hmm. to be like, oh, I should have done this and I should have done that. I'm like, I don't really remember what I was doing. So maybe I should shut up about that. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, the, the very first video I saw for you was the um, three act circus. The, the stop motion with the like um, graffiti and body art at the same time. What <laughs> what happened and how did you make that? Like, because that was a single mm -hmm. and with a music video and then your debut album actually dropped last year. So, yeah, I mean, I've been releasing this this debut album since 2000 and since the end of 2018. Yeah. It's still not finished. The release is not finished. Um, there's there's a couple of more videos. Yes, theoretically. Mm -hmm. um, those are theoretical videos right now. Uh, we could talk about my relationship to those videos. Um, so going back to your first question, which mm -hmm. is where did the video, the 3X Circus. Um, wow, I made that so long ago. I, I can't remember exactly like what led up. Like I remember talking about it, but it feels like I'm talking about now another life. Um, It was, I remember that when I had just moved back to Dubai and I didn't know anybody here and I kind of didn't have a job or anything going on. And I, the way the, the, the video came 
came to be was a series of incredible coincidences and luck and meeting incredible people right in the nick of time mm-hmm. and spending many, many hours making things um, and then putting all my skills that I had learned up to that point, which was from university and from my first couple of years out of university in Mumbai working in film and in graphic design and putting that together and for me to feel like I knew something that I had some skills and I I I don't know like I I was like what would happen if I was because I felt disconnected from something some you know like I felt really disconnected at that point from probably from animation and um and from theater because I had I had that point had not been working in theater for three years and I had been and theater had been my whole world up to that point um uh, for about six years before that so it was kind of like um trying to put everything I knew out on the table and say what can I make out of this stuff that feels good for me and I just got really carried away with my own little story in my head uh that for me even at like looking back I I've never really tried to understand what that song was about I mean I kind of know what it's about obsolution mm-hmm. in a lot of ways like these characters who don't aren't relevant anymore but they and we're like I'm sad like there's some kind of like sadness that they're disappearing um so that's what that was that would have not been what it was without the three other artists that worked on it mm-hmm. and the, all the help that we got from the community like it would it was just literally like I met the I met Fatima the illustrator and I met Mansoor and Sharif who 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 photographed it so beautifully and if it wasn't for them it would just look it would have looked like total shit if it, you know if it was just up to me I wouldn't have been able to do it but that's that's kind of how how all these things always work right like it's it's always the last possible thing that you could think of that just slides in at the last possible minute that that makes the album or makes the painting or makes the yeah, the film or um, yeah. it's 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 always that way. Sometimes I feel like there's also like I made that and that turned out way better than any of it, like any of that I expected. Um, and um, after that, I was like, shit, how do I do that? I I don't know. I, you know, that was, all, I mean, like some of the coincidences that happened on the pre-production were really remarkable. And it, all of us, I mean, I, we all just kind of felt this sense of fuzzy, the universe loves us right now feeling, you know, and that doesn't happen on every project. Yeah. I mean, I would say like many projects, most projects, most days, wake, you know, working on things feels really tedious, yeah. and boring, and sometimes it's things uh, fail and, yeah. you know, um, and it is also like how to, like, I feel like the other videos I've made, like I've, I've made a video recent, like not recently, but like I released the video recently. That was me just messing around with not, not trying to try so hard with, mm-hmm. you know, like, well, what do you do when the universe doesn't love you? What do you do when the universe hates you? Um, what kind of, you're still going to make, you still got to work. Like, um, so I think some of those videos, I wanted to make 10 videos for one for each song. And I, made the prom- the promise to myself that I would do that with the kind of um, disclaimer that the videos could be totally shit. Mm-hmm. So I would do them, you know, without the pressure and without the perfectionism. Um, so yeah, that's why three of them are still theoretical. We, we, the reason uh, 
the reason I know about the the three uh, theoretical ones still is because I made the exact same uh, promise. We have we have nine songs on the album. Yeah, it's like there's gonna be a video for each song. Mm-hmm. We got up to six, mm. and then seven, and then I was like, I'm not sure what to do <laughs> now. Have you got more videos to make? We have two more left, and uh, they're not a hundred percent gonna be there <laughs> I don't I don't know if we're gonna we're gonna have to, I still don't know what to do for them I am in the very same boat I didn't know that there could be a support group for this yeah. <laughs> there could be welcome to unmuted this is where all the videos come to die <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, this is where promises are broken yeah no and I made I made such a big deal about it especially to the yeah. tribe um, I was like, we're gonna make all these videos, and and there was a there was an idea where each one of the 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 fam the Sivingal family and the tribe and everyone films their parts, and then we do this insane like global everyone just against a white background, and we morph on After Effects. Everyone's face is like a Michael Jackson. Uh, yeah, yeah. What was it? Bad. Yeah, yeah. Or well, beat it. I, I know which one you mean, but yeah. I don't know which one it was. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it, I had this, and then I got. I did a little test run and I got some footage and I'm like, this is not going to work. <laughs> what was it just like, um, did it look like shit or was it just too time consuming or both? Both. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it just didn't work. It, it looked like, um, a bad. Yeah. It just looked like phone footage that was being trying to be morphed and stretched to 1080. No one had the right, right. gear or no one had some with vertical and it just it just didn't didn't work out i feel like um something i'm trying to something i have been doing not yet with the videos but working in this kind of wait and see way and like developing this habit of letting things be shit um that's been that's I've been I've been I, that's where I'm that's where I am this at this season like yeah. letting things be shit and seeing just seeing you know letting as opposed to last season or the season before where I would wait till things were ideal it was a lot of waiting and not yeah. a lot of growing I want to I want to talk a little bit about not only uh your reaction to that stuff but also when you put that out and and how you received some of the reactions. I just want to go through the comments because okay. because uh, Mike highlighted the message, saying, "I'm still waiting on the video, brother." <laughs> thanks, thanks for putting that salt no in that wound. Yeah, um, Warhead's asking. Um, uh, I've got another question. Uh, what made you decide to pursue a career, a career in entertainment? Plus, what kind of singer would you classify yourself as? Those are some heavy hitters, Warhead. Uh, I think I think the um, pursue a career. We kind of touched on it, but um, if you'd like to take that and what do you consider yourself uh, or classify yourself as any particular brand of singer? Ooh, the decision for the career part. I think career is a word that I don't. Is like a sh- it's that's a coat that doesn't fit me so well. Um, I wear it, keep warm, but it doesn't. Qu- it's not mine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I do use the word practice a lot, mm-hmm. partially because I'm doing my master's and that's one of the words we use a lot. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that also comes from like the art, the vi- like the visual art world. Um, what's your practice? And um, okay, decision about the career part. I've n- I don't think I've ever quite made the decision rather that I have developed I think once you I think once you do like a BFA or something like a bachelor in art you've kind of, you've you know you've put, you've invested money into the situation yeah. you're like okay well this is I'm going to this is this is where I'm I'm putting in my money for my skills you're not going to be like money. well I'm I'm going to try accounting now Well, I mean, I'd have to go to school for accounting, then, yeah. right? Because I'm pretty sure you need like some kind of you might need something to prove you can do that more than just owning a calculator. Okay, I was just going to say <laughs> a calculator. <laughs> um Yeah, so I feel like that moment um I was encouraged to, I was supported to by my family. They they said, you know, do this. They they uh it was never I also have, you know, my family work in film and um it's not it's not so weird um so i'd say like maybe that was when that happened i've had many panic attacks about being in this field and wondering if i should have just been like a lab scientist um but that's you know that's neither here nor there um and then the second second one was what kind of singer would i classify myself as a, a student A student. a student a student yeah so uh, you you brushed over your um families in in film mm-hmm. is is their influence from from that side because i grew up from um a completely different background my my parents were uh super conservative everyone's in it mm-hmm. like they're all uh computer nerds and stuff and i came out like i want to make m- movies and music and they had no idea what was happening so yeah. uh was was your household more like um supportive and and yeah. influential in that case very much very yeah. much when i left university i went to work with my family in, in mumbai that's kind of why i went there i i saw what they were doing and i thought it was amazing um so yes i would say that that's been a big part of it yeah that's pretty cool yeah. see i it, i know it shouldn't be the case but i always find it uh very surprising mm-hmm. but also very uh hopeful that i always get a little bit of like this little glimmer of of hope when i hear like all oh, parents were super cool and and supportive and they did this because i don't know if it's just because now we have a kid or not but i always think of like how what would have been the best case scenario for for a lot of these um very very amazing artists that i knew that mm-hmm. ended up doing something else because they didn't have the back support or yeah you know the push or or anything like that And uh, I, I always, I always uh, get a little bit of hope when I hear a story that you know, oh, my parents did send me to art school. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I didn't have to, uh, you know, just push that aside or just do it on Instagram now or tell us like that's not what I do anymore. Which is 99% of the people I know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think that is really common. Um, I have like our family was weird compared to our other, like my friends um, in a lot of ways, really unusual. In, in that sense um yeah a lot of my friends that I was in like high school with that were doing art were 
they they were encouraged to be creative, but it was sort of like, well, be an architect, yeah. be an interior designer, be the kind of person who will get a steady paycheck, and that's, you know, that's like the compromise. Um, I think because, so my grandfather, really, I found this out like much much later. Uh, I never, I didn't know any of this as a kid, but my grandfather basically um, used to. Sneak out of the house every afternoon while the family slept in Sindh, um, in like peak summer, you know, afternoon heat, and sneak off to his music teacher's house mm -hmm. to take lessons. And then his, if his father found out, he would, you know, face his retribution kind of thing. Um, and he wanted to be a musical director, uh, so when he moved to Mumbai, um, he. I mean, there's a few different stories, uh, but basically he he started working as a film distributor and that was kind of his way of spending time in the movies. Mm -hmm. So that's like since my grandpa's time. Then my, you know, my uncles, my cousin, who's my sister, um, she's a director her, and, you know, her, her sister's an actor um, and producer and so it, it wasn't it wasn't so weird because it's been you know it's been part of the thing i also and generational yeah. as well yeah so it was kind of like um in fact it was more like why don't you work in film you know like <laughs> yeah. the sat down like you sure you want to go into theater why don't you work in film like that's yeah. that's much more um uh like that's a much safer you know that's a much safer career <laughs> yeah that's that's amazing because i always wonder like what if you grew up in a musical household where like for example someone's touring or you grew up in film or something like that um for me rebelling was doing those things was playing in a band and and trying to make movies and i felt like i was being rebellious and and doing something outside of the circle but if you grew up in that what do you rebel with like i didn't i i, I wasn't sure how that dynamic would work i i guess i, I mean i didn't really rebel because they were like they were chill. They were like, just respect yourself and, you know, don't be an asshole. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, and and make sure you come see us, kind of thing. Um, so I'm I'm really close to my family and and um, yeah, you know, I I, I have my dad's uh, my dad's the one who got me playing harmonica. He's the one that plays harmonica when I was a kid. I mean, he used to play that. And my mom's. Um, my mom's insanely into dancing. She's a she's you know low key dancer. So yeah, it was it was intertwined in everything you did. Yeah, you know it's like it wasn't even a thing. It was just like the backdrop, right? Like it wasn't. Yeah. It was like my mom played sports. She played squash. She liked to dance. She smoked a lot. She had beautiful nails. She still has beautiful nails. Um. You know, it's just like it's part of the the the. It's part of the everyday, yeah. and I think that is, I think when things are what I call like teaspoons of normalcy, those that can go in either direction. But when you grow up in a household where certain things are normalized, then that that I feel is very powerful. Yeah, more so than even seeing like one person who's like a successful like, but then simultaneously growing up here, I up around musicians who were really rebelling mm -hmm. and they were like 
totally like macheting into they were making that they, they were make they were for me um like the people who are have been pivotal to the music music scene here yeah um like when i was a teenager watching them perform at like al khalid center yeah you know like that's the gig they had yeah yeah you know yeah i want to i want to go back to the um, to kind of the reaction uh you got from uh, from the first couple of things you put out but i'm just gonna go through the yeah, chat sure. again um uh, i didn't i didn't mean to highlight it i'm just casting off my tv so my uh and my chat disconnected and my thumb slipped to boot <laughs> All right, Mike. Um, it's still very hurtful, Mike. Still very hurtful. Extofer, <laughs> um, uh, FYI, the Instagram link is misspelled and it says Instagram. That's broken. Sorry about that. Thank you for for pointing that out. I'll figure I'll figure that out. But if you do uh, want to go to the Instagram, it's just unmuted show. Uh, and um, yeah, I'll fix that. There's also a Discord uh, link in the chat. Uh, so join Discord. We uh, we do a, a whole bunch of updates on there. Um, shout out to you, man. Thank you for uh, for pointing that out. And uh, yeah, so I want to ask you. So the 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 first couple of things you put out, especially the uh, three act circus music video, you were talking about all the stuff that you guys had to do, all the things that lined up for it to happen. You put it out on YouTube. What happens next? Mm. Happen. Um. We screened it at a few festivals, mm -hmm. um, at the Gulf Film Festival, which was which existed at that time. Uh, I sent it off to a bunch of random f festivals around the world. Like I, I like signed up to this. I just found. I mean, I don't know how I found them, but I found these 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 festivals. I just sent it. I just mailed it off to. And then it got screened in some places, and then um, it got screened on MTV India. Uh, it's got screened on like NH1. I don't even remember how these things happened. It was again through people being incredible and you know believing in the project and saying hey, you know, and, ho and just hooking it up. Um, and then YouTube, and it's still on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I when I was of course, uh, as everything is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when when I was looking at it, it said uploaded nine years ago, and I was like. Because I remember when it was when it was new. I remember looking at it and people telling me like, "Oh, you should check this out." Uh, and um, that's when when I started uh, checking out like uh, the journey into whimsical. Because I started checking out the videos and stuff, and uh, it it feels like a continuation. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't feel like there was a break. Was that intentional in any way, or or is it just like I'm still doing the same like the same vibe? Uh, that that I was uh, was putting out before. That project, that that whole like thing, like I called it whim cycle because it was whim cycle. You know, I kept saying whimsical. It's you know it's meant to be a, yeah. a you know it's meant to be that play. Uh, but as a cycle, it's a body of work and it's a kind of way of working. Um, so when I started that and when I came up with the name for it. All of it was like the way the songs were written was a specific, um, the same way, the same kind of pathway. Mm -hmm. So when I have been making the videos, I'm aware that to connect to those songs, even though for some of the videos, like even the ones that I'm working, I'm working on now, and who knows if they will ever finish or not. But I've, I've had different scripts for them. 
I've had, you know, but the main thing is that it's just like it it has to feel good in the gut. Yeah. Like that's it's it's a gut tickler for me. Yeah. And it has to be that, oh, I feel like doing this and then doing it and not and going with that sense of open-endedness in play. Um you know, very very small budgets trying to in a way like what it what this this whim cycle like as a body of work has been doing for me is it's making me develop a way of working where I really think about how logistics mm-hmm. are the shaping forces of a piece of work and I feel like logistics are also logistics resources the things that are lying around that are possible often we think about like a video or a film and we're like I want to do this thing you know yeah. and the thing is like some fucking spaceship like you know, and then you gotta get a, you gotta get like some budget from somewhere, and you know you spend all your time adminning that budget, mm-hmm. all that shit, and that for me doesn't feel creative. It doesn't make me want to do any. Like I can do, I can, but I don't have to. You know what I mean? Like that, that kind of that. That's where that sentence comes yeah. in. Um, um, and I think it's interesting to think about like, well, whatever is available and whatever is possible, like for example, this year in like pandemic, you know, restrictions, whatever can be made in that frame is also like indicative of where and when it was made. Yeah. And sometimes like living here, like we've had, you know, I, I've, ha- I've had many conversations with people where we talk about, you know, man, if we had this, if we had this, if we had this industry, if we had this like record label, if we had these people who the audiences were like this. And if, you know, if a shoe was a was a donkey's ass, like it would be, you know, um, that kind of like. <laughs> if a shoe in, was a donkey's ass. You know, what was that? What's that? There's a great saying about this. If. So I can't remember, but it's hilarious. It's, if, it's, if you know in the chat, yeah. put it in because I'm curious. It's like if my aunt was my uncle, it would be, it's one of these, if this was that, then it would be yeah. perfect, you know? And what conditions, what ideal conditions we could imagine for ourselves in this highly, you know, imperfect space we were operating in yeah. as creatives. Um, and it's like, well, no, like there's a lot of stuff that's possible. There's a lot of stuff that's available. And yeah. um and again, like I feel like leaning into that is also producing work that then it's like, well, this is what this is. You know, this is then it's going to create style, right? That's yeah. what defines the style at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, not to say that that like that's what I I feel like I'm being pushed to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, going back to like the the scene, the environment here. Do you um, do you consider yourself uh, home do you consider uh, you're a Dubai based uh, musician or is this where you are right now mm, I don't know it's a it's a tough one is it the the like third culture kid uh, um, it's not a syndrome but you know that, that third culture kid issue is is a lot of uh, I, I like to know because there are so many people that are based, lived here their whole life, uh, create art and music and all the stuff here, still don't consider this place home. And there are some people that are here for two months, they're like, yo, I'm a Marathi. You know, like they're they're completely right. sold on, on, the, on the place. So um, I think that, fuck, I hate everything I say out loud. It sounds so good in my papers, in my academic <laughs> fucking papers I hand in, but 
All right, so I, but I do believe this shit, okay? Yeah. So sincerely, I think that home, okay, on, on, so on my visa, I'm a housewife, okay? And I do like that, I mean, just because I never even, being identified as a housewife is something that's so um, bizarre to me that I love it. Um, but this idea of homemaking, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I, that's how I think about home. I think home is a practice of homemaking. And that is, a, again, often uh, a decision, you know, um, because I think it's also like, I, for me to consider this not home means that I have another option, mm -hmm. right? So that's just to be said, right? So it's, it's a bit, I think it's a bit funny for me if I have one foot out the door. Mm -hmm. Because I think in a lot of ways that, this is quite a complicated thing for me, but like it's, who does that really, like who's that really good for if I have one foot out the door? I think that's really convenient for me, but I think that's not really fair. Yeah, I think I think the people that do have one foot out the door, most of them is just they live here like home. Mm -hmm. They they accept everything as home, but they don't get the um, the recognition or the like that reward or that welcoming feeling. But like, who gives you that? This is the thing. But that yeah, exactly. It goes back to like, um, I forgot who said it. I think it might have been Freak yeah. uh, from Abu Dhabi. He just said, "Home is where the visa is." Because yeah. it's just, I don't have it, it, like, this is where I am, this is where I am, it's not... But it's also this idea, I think a lot of this also, like, has to do with this idea that, like, life, like, that we don't die. Yeah. Because, like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. It's happening, like... Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I guess I, 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 don't, I don't... I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. A, I just, I love that question because um, it's a very unique... It's a very um, Middle East and specifically Gulf yeah. issue. I think it's I think it's a really valid question because it's it, what we're really I think what we're talking about actually is the the feeling of alienation. Yeah, and it's like this idea of when and where are we feeling alienated. But what's interesting to me is that like I can go into certain spaces in my house and feel alienated. Yeah, um, like. If you go into certain parts of the city, you can feel alienated. You can go into parts of you know my handbag and i'll be like what is this i've never seen this before that's not what alienation is never mind um that's <laughs> no, surprising. I, I i can go to a a mall here yeah and, yeah and get super claustrophobic get get um completely like uh what's the like just social anxiety in general yeah. like i can't look anyone in the eye but i can go to a, a festival with ninety thousand other metalheads or 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 fans or just music goers, music lovers, and be shoulder to shoulder with everyone, not freak out at all, not even just completely enjoy my time. And it's something my wife pointed out, because she's like, you're you're freaking out in all the Emirates, yeah. and but you want to go into that yeah. to, to get closer to see System of Down. Like, I don't, how does that compute? <laughs> so that makes me think that one space is creating a sense of connection. Yeah. 
And, and I think that's what yeah. that's what it is at the end of the day. Even if you're talking about like home and stuff, it's do you feel connected to yeah. this place? Right. Do you feel that oh. w- when you when you're walking down the road, yeah. like ah, I I know this. This oh, okay. is mine. Yeah, yeah, totally. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I feel like um, like I was driving over here, and I don't even know what mu- like a song comes on or something, and I'm like, what continuously happens to me is um, kind of this jump cut to like being a teenager you mm-hmm. know because they keep playing like this 90s music right like it's the same playlist <laughs> as when we were teenagers yeah. if you grew up here um there's the same dubai like it's the same it's the same playlist and um and just that jump cut back to like seventh grade you know and i have a crush on this on this person like in school and it's like this this strange feeling and yeah. it's really really pleasant it's a really pleasant kind of nostalgia yeah. um, so yes i totally have all of that i totally have all of the nostalgia like this is the street where this happened this is when this happened oh i remember when this was like this i'm i'm totally that that <laughs> person who's like i remember and i yeah no i bring that up even when the conversation doesn't call for it <laughs> i i do that a, i do that a whole bunch um Oh, here it is. Xtofer says, uh, "I if wishes were horses, right. beggars would ride." It, that is a that is a beautiful. But that's, uh, that's Scottish. Not the one, though. He's a Scottish origin, so maybe not uh, what you were thinking. It's not. It's ruder. It's really rude, and it's really funny. <laughs> Didi's in the house. What's up, Didi? He says, "Sorry, I'm late." Uh, and then he threw a bunch of fire and tribe in the in the chat. Thank you, Didi, for nice. for tuning in. We're here with um for everyone that's tuning in uh, a little late with Noosh like Sploosh, which I'm gonna we we didn't talk about that. Yeah. The the like Sploosh. Um. Uh. But uh, we're we're talking about art and uh, her album and uh, connections and and vibes to the to where home is and all that stuff. So join the conversation in the chat. But um, Noosh like Sploosh. When did that happen? Right before I went on stage in Mumbai in 2008. And it was just something that, because people got your name wrong or it was just something. It was my Facebook name. Yeah. I had that as my Facebook name because I didn't want to use my real name because I didn't trust Facebook at the time. We still don't trust Facebook. Also, we just ditched (laughs) Facebook, so. (laughs) (laughs) In your face, Facebook. Um, yeah, and yeah, it was, that's, that's what it was. I didn't want my full name because it was too formal and I would freak out. Yeah. And, and it stuck as an artist name for, for the, did, did you get questions on it? Did anyone ever yes. just be like, Yes, I get questions on it all the time. Um, and I feel like it's not that, it's not weird enough of a name to, but I, I, I am so happy that people have responses to it, you know, cause I didn't, it was a throw, you know, it was a, Snoosh, like sploosh, like it's just, it was a name, it was a way to explain it to people in crowded rooms. Yeah. I can't hear what you're saying. It's snoosh, like sploosh, you know, that was, that was it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I, I, I I find it like weird, but at the same time, it sounds very, uh, fitting. Like it's, it's supposed to be that. I don't know if that makes sense. It just, I, I always, maybe because I've, I've heard the name for so long, I just, I, it just makes sense to me. Like, yeah, that's. Yeah, it, it's, I, I felt like, I also feel like it's, um, there'll be, a, there might be a feeling where I'm like, oh, Noosh like Sploosh is dead. Now, you know, it's something else. And, <laughs> uh, 
I'm excited for that moment. Yeah. I'm excited when I get to kill Noosh Lake Spoosh just for the fun of a new name, but that may also never happen. I don't know. See, that the, the, the fact that it's all up in the air is the good thing. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I think it's really exciting to be able to be able to name yourself. Yeah. That's... Yeah, I, I always, I'm, I'm very, um, on the podcast, I, whenever someone's in a band or has an artist name or anything, I always ask, what was the first version of it? Because mm. the first version of, of a band name or or like your artist name and stuff is always the, probably the silliest, um, mm. but also very descriptive of what you were at that time or like what you were trying to convey, right? Right, yeah. So was Noosh, the Noosh Lex Bluesh was the yeah. OG one. That's the, the first yeah. and the final. Yeah. Was, <laughs> See, it makes sense. Good. Mine was Red Rum. Yeah, that's great. Murder backwards. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's, that's, Because I, I was mean, edgy. <laughs> coming up with band names? I've been coming up with, I, I love coming up with band names. I, it's, I think that's the best part of having a band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I looked really hard uh, to find a single band name, like yeah. a one word name for until we got to Svengali. And there was one other band that disbanded in the, uh, Mike, you can tell me, they disbanded in the 90s or 80s. That was Sven Space Gali from Kanda. And I was like, yeah. yes, we got the Svengali name. Um, because before that, I had some really horrible band names and like full sentences. What's the worst one? Who will guard the guardians? That's a, that's just too many words for a name. That's just way no, too I, many. There's some what? There's a band. There's a band here. Uh, we left as humans. We left as humans. It's such a great name. Yeah, and they, there was also another band here called We Came as Skeletons. So I was like, wait, are you guys c continuing each other's sentences? Look, we left as humans. Amazing band. They're still yeah. here. They're still they're still performing. They're great. Yeah. Um, there's there's uh, so much talent here and that's part of the reason I want to start this podcast is just yeah. to, to have conversations with all these people and uh, and get to share uh, the conversations online because with with a lot of the people that used to follow me on the vlogs and stuff like that it's like yeah. tell us more about the the scene there and it's um there's gotcha. there's a lot of talent here do you feel part of the scene is there a scene what does that mean yeah what yeah <laughs> what? what is the scene what's the scene I, I think it's uh, a collection of um, like makers and consumers, fans mm. and musicians uh, that work together or support each other to kind of keep that alive. Like if, if a band puts on a show, the fans buy the ticket so the band can pay for practice so the band can record an album because they're going to consume it. And it's just like a, no one makes any money. It's just keeping each other afloat. Um, there is definitely a scene here. Yeah. I have seen it um, with the metal stuff for sure. I think that is probably one of the genres that has a really um, consistent fan base. People who show up. Mm -hmm. And that is something that genre-wise um, is not... It's not as easy for me. I'm not a big genre person. Like I'm not... I don't get, I don't get the genre thing. Like I don't get the whole like... Label, like label thing in, yeah. in general is confusing for me. So genres also I find confusing. Um, and yeah, I do feel like with people, with you know how people, there's always the every the low tide. Mm -hmm. I call when the city's in low tide. And there's like a, a four year cycle or a five year cycle. I've heard that kind of resets. The city just resets. Yeah. And then, hello, my name is Nut. Hello, nice to meet you. Yeah. Hello. hello. 
and you know in in a way that's like that's been frustrating at times but also it's kind of I, I like to think of every shitty thing as also you know it's also a good thing if you want it to be yeah. um yeah so i think in that respect it makes the nature of the scene here different because there is a lot of movement yeah um new musicians are coming in often musicians are leaving artists are leaving saying you're saying goodbye a lot of times to people yeah um and that that does wear but what's also interesting is how i guess what i've gotten what i've gotten used to now is having like a couple of people you know i'm sure this is how people are coping it's like you have a few people that yeah. you're not gonna let them go because you're gonna start <laughs> fucking working with them yeah and they can't go anywhere because now you're you know um entangled so you gotta get real entangled with people so there is an entanglement here where people are all mixed up with each other um and I, I am also tangled up with some other creative people. Yeah, I feel I, I think that that um, in itself is, is a way a lot of people survive the the recycling thing of, of Dubai that happens where everyone leaves and new people come. It's just <clears throat> excuse me. When you do find your your crew, you just like. What's that? Your own Switzerland? Like you just island the hell out of yourselves. Mm. And that's just, this is our own little crew that we do this one thing with every Thursday. And yeah. and it's it's a it's a coping mechanism because it, there's so many people over the years that I was really close to yeah. that just leave. They just have to leave. Like they're yeah. gone. You yeah. don't have that like, um, or not often, you have that like, you know, oh, I've known these guys since high school and now we... Uh, we all hang out together at the, every month or whatever. Like it's, it doesn't happen in, in the city a lot. And I think that also applies to the music because you don't have artists that you followed for the last 15 years. You know, you don't have reunion shows because... Disagree? I feel, okay, so re, reunion, like reunion and maybe like too much of a word, but like recipe did their thing recently at on the queen on that boat the queen elizabeth yeah yeah so they had a 10-year show mm -hmm. uh and and foreign beggars played there as well yeah and that was like a moment of seeing everybody again you know with grays which was really like so so cool yeah um so I do feel like even the people who leave, the one like the artists who have who who have had like a significant um, experience here, uh, when they you know when they cycle back through, there is this there is some there, like you know there's a kind of charge about yeah. that which yeah. is really cool. Maybe I'm uh, I'm I'm. There are there are a whole bunch. I now that I'm thinking about it, there are. But I, I'm just thinking of it from like the glass half empty, I guess. From like all the bands that didn't stick around, or they had yeah. to break up because of the bands that I was yeah. fan a fan of, or the artists that I was a fan of that just aren't around anymore and aren't releasing or playing or, right, or any right, of that yeah. stuff. That that's also there. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go through the chat again. Um, 
Mike's saying, I like uh, the name Loose Lex Blues. It's original and a little silly. Thank you. X for saying, Red Room, uh, not from Stephen King's uh, The Shining. I'm embarrassed to say that it's not. It was uh, from an episode of The Simpsons where um, Maggie was playing with a bunch of uh, blocks and uh, she spelt out Red Room and they're like, oh, that's really cute. They didn't see it. And then the reflection in the mirror said murder or something like that. I remember that episode, but was that not an homage to The Shining? must have been. It must have been, but yeah. I got it from, from but I do Simpsons. remember. I do remember that episode. That was creepy. I remember it. Yeah. So um, I, I wish it was cooler. I wish it was, but it wasn't. Um, Simpsons pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Michelangelo on uh, Sven Space Galley. We don't like those people. They had a member die, and so they took a hiatus for, from uh, existing. They're supposedly back now, uh, but nowhere near as good or popular. Thank you, my dude. Um, sorry to hear about their uh, one of their members. I have mutual friends with the members of the band. I'm not a fan of the 80s guys too much, although uh, an 80s band took us under their wings. It was weird seeing the 80s guys try to hang on uh, onto a dead genre. Uh, don't get me wrong. The 80s has some great music, but I don't have enough money for all the hairspray. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Well, uh, ho hopefully there. I um, we got we got a couple of messages. Cool. Uh, telling us to change our uh, our URLs and stuff. Okay. From that band in particular. Uh, so. All oh, right. So Mike, tell them to stop harassing us. Um, who else is in the chat? So for uh, is any genre really ever dead as long as there are listeners and creators? Genres never die, uh, but just get less popular. Maybe. That's interesting. I think um, I'm I'm on uh, on par with you when it comes to genres because I don't really understand the very divided subgenre stuff. Mm. I kind of have to yeah. uh, in times where it's like you know Spotify playlists or we're we're looking for something specific that sounds a certain way. Uh, I have to force myself to pigeonhole sounds in in a certain way, but. Um, I, I don't I don't see things in genres. See, like metal might be one of them, but then like indie or alternative in general is lumped as one as well. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily um, see that that way. But did you ever have to listen to or, or categorize one of your songs uh, for something like a Spotify playlist or or anything like that? Um. No, I mean I've had to. I have you know I have done been asked to. To, to define the work through genre and the <laughs> I, I, it's pop music you know it's pop music that's what it is uh, it's not it's not um I think yeah I I, I just I have a really hard time like I have to sit down like I could I could I could answer the question but it I don't I don't know what the point is for yeah. the fact that the okay the context in which the question's being asked is has been historically like here mm -hmm. where the number of local musicians that exist here are not actually like we're not we're not in the millions you know what I'm saying we're not we might might be in the thousands we might be in the thousands, yeah. but whatever it is, there's not enough of a community here to split up into different, different genres 100%. and get really like intense about those divisions. Yeah. So 
I feel like that's when 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 I mean I'm also talking about like this question has not been asked of me in a really long time but like when it was asked of me it was also specific it was like at a time when it was even leaner out yeah. here and it, we were also in low tide yeah and it was just like why would that be one like you're gonna ask me four questions why is two of the questions always what my name mean um what's my genre of music what's it feel like to be a female musician yeah and what do i have in store in store for the future and those are the four in my opinion like if if as a person listening to music tell me nothing about the music yeah so or the or the person behind the music because because i feel like those even those four um are somewhat informative but you don't i i don't feel like i get to know someone mm. uh just just hearing those four four answers right like i don't i don't think it i, I think they're inform like they're informative but they, they're not connecting yeah like they, you, know, you don't feel yeah. anything from them, so was, i found i used to find that that's sort of where my about genre comes from because it's mainly the, the context of the question of course it you know it's it's useful for for when you are actually trying to like you know with spotify or whatever like position yourself and yeah. do all that that then yes it would be useful to know uh i want to i want to play um one of your tracks okay cool i want to play uh lonely at night okay cool and uh I wanna, if you're listening to this podcast and not watching it, I suggest you you look up the video on on YouTube, and then get back and listen to the rest of the podcast because the video is such a huge chunk of uh, of the experience for me personally because I, I see things as from from video perspective. But um, if you're listening to the podcast, go check it out and then come back and and we'll see it. And if you're if you're tuning in live, if uh, if you like what you see, remember to uh, turn on the fire. You can turn on the fire and um, and we'll get back and, and talk about the video when once it's done.
That was a video and a half. Um, there's um, there's a, a Didi saying this is very fucking cool. Uh, has a nightmare before Christmas vibe. It's fantastic. Thank there's you. a bunch of a bunch of stank faces. It's unfortunate that you threw the this, the death metal stank face uh, during the video because because um, you know my my prettiness is just it's too much. You can't you can't mix it. You can't mix it with that with that stuff. But there's a lot of fire as well. Uh, Exto for uh, throwing the GGs um, and uh, Didi saying well done at the very end. Um, Mike, uh, Mike loving it as well. So let's talk about the video. Wait, let me, uh, let me remember to do this. 
background music. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, vibe, yeah. Um, so you you were just saying it took you three weeks three weeks to make that. Yeah, I mean the concept had been sort of cooking for a while, but um, in the end, I, I got a I got a grant to make that video, and um, and then by the time things got finalized, it sort of I had around just about a month to to complete it to finish yeah. it. Um, so it was um, it was a really intensive. Uh, it's intensive, intensive time, but it does also remind me, like I haven't seen this in a long time and rewatching it reminds me that you can make a video, you know, in two weeks if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excuses, excuses. And and this is the thing that you, you make these, you, it's not, you know, it's not very common for um, a musical artist or a musician to be also the actual creator of the music video and the artwork and the the entire um world of 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 the musician like every single aspect of it you're 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 not just involved you are the creator behind it and th does that help tell the story or does that get um it, how's the balance when it comes to that does it get too stressful like a video like that and a song like that once the song is done because for me um that's what really uh, kind of tainted, not tainted, but like put a dent in that last album is the promise to make nine videos. Mm -hmm. And revisiting the songs again from a video perspective is a completely different state of mind. Mm -hmm. I was I wasn't even close to where I was when I recorded them. Mm -hmm. So how how does that work for you? Mm. It's it's difficult to revisit old material. Frankly, I think that's the bottom line. It's really difficult to give a shit to be like this is something to do i the, so i i released a, vi a video like a couple of weeks ago uh and that i had started working on in 2018 the song no. was recorded in 2013 wow so it's it's something i'm figuring out like what is the experience of coming back to these projects that have what is the experience of doing it? Um, can I, will the file even open? You know, yeah. sometimes it's that. Um, it's the, so what I've kind of, what I'm finding in this process of, of even just performing songs that I wrote so long ago um, is like, I'm having to have all this faith, love and trust for this person who I'm, who I used to be. And that's not what I usually do. I usually go, fuck that person. Yeah. That was shit. Could have been better. You were just saying Nooshlex Ploosh. Uh, the, the death of Nooshlex Ploosh and finding the, the new one, right? Yeah. There's this constant desire to like red rum yourself, you know? <laughs> and um, it's, it's an, it's, so it's interesting to like, it, the, it's a different mode. It's like, okay, well, this work that I did is really important to me somewhere mm -hmm. uh this is important like this is so it's a kind of in some ways also you know we talked a little bit about it like imposter syndrome like there is also this place of attending to work with that much um just commitment i want to say uh it's there's something about that that undoes 
that imposter feeling a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. Um, I want, I almost want to say so much uh, instead of commitment, just of yourself. Just kind of there's that's just all of it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or it feels like that anyway. Um, it, that you can't feel like uh, uh, an imposter necessarily if if it is. The, mm. You know, all of you, that's right. just, there's not, you're not part of something that, uh, that you have to feel, you know, like, do you belong or not? Right. But I just put, this is just me uh, right yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think that's also, yeah, that's also part of it is, yeah, it's that kind of total, total, yeah, um, I don't know, I don't have the words right now, but that, yeah. that, um, and I think even, Again, I, 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 I said just a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I'll finish the videos. And then I got all this call, like, you know, December got really busy. I was like, well, I don't know if I can finish the videos. Um, and then I realized, I was like, why have I, I mean, I'm the one that put a deadline on everything, yeah. right? Like one a month or because apparently people like need a song a month of mine or they won't like make it through. But clearly like nobody gives a shit. Like there's enough, like, you know what I mean? This, this, this kind of, but the algorithm though, but the algorithm, um, Instagram won't show my posts if I don't, ah, fucking nobody cares. You know what I mean? Um, it's at the end of the day, the only person who really cares and is really paying attention is me. I have like 50 people. I have like eight people who read my email. You know what I mean? That it finally gets through their spam. Let's be real. But this is, this is something I actually want to talk to you about. Yeah. Because I, I had this conversation about you mm-hmm. uh, with a mutual friend of ours, Gorgon, from uh, yeah. Portable Mind yeah. and the guy behind Desert Experiment. Um, I think you're... I, I want to, uh, to manage your social media. <laughs> Basically, like you have, you have such amazing um, artwork and, and videos and all that stuff. I feel like it's... Uh, the fact that you're not posting more or just sharing more, which I know is a pain in the ass. And I know a lot of people don't like it, especially um, like well-rounded artists. Like you just want to make the art. It's not about posting at 3 p.m. because at 3 p.m. is peak hour or whatever it is. Um, but you're you're one of the the few artists that I think like if, if there was a good uh, social media mind, like just just working on it, um, it would be it'd be really sick, and I noticed on your Instagram you even do the grid. Like it, it looks, everything looks really nice. Just need to post more. Why? Because that's part of the uh, the engagement. That's part of people getting to know Noosh more. That's 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 the 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 spreading of of the the art. Why? Because it should be heard. As a fan, I'm saying like I want I more people that. to okay, know. Firstly, it. I really, really appreciate that. I, I really do appreciate that. I have a some. I don't. You know, I if I believe in something, I'll do it. But something in me hasn't found the hook yet as to why. What it is about posting every day that would bring meaning to me or the work. I haven't found that yet. Like if I find that, I will, you know, I, I there was a moment where um, I was like, hey, you know what? I think it would be really fun to do this kind of lot, like this grid layout on Instagram. I got excited about it. I was like, oh, this is a creatively, like, it's just interesting for yeah. me, like to make it yeah. um, and to put it up. And when I, when I have projects, I talk about them and I post about them. Now the way that 
the Instagram works is that if you don't use it every day, then people don't see your shit, right? Yeah. But I think it's kind of fucked up that that's the algorithm and now I'm gonna fucking make my life according to this fucking algorithm. Yeah. Oh, fuck, dude. Like, that is weird. That's some weird sci-fi shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I believe in it you and it's fun. You ever watched that episode of Black Mirror? I, no, I mean, I, I can't watch Black Mirror. It's too, it's too much like- It's too close it's too, to home. It's not sci-fi. Like that's, um, you know, tomorrow's news or something. Um, so the reason that algorithm exists is clearly because it's in service to the platform. Yeah, 100%. Right? It's not in fucking service to me or anybody else. So what I find, whatever, you know, like the thing you pay attention to grows, like, like that notion and- there's also this thing of like, well, what the fuck do I post every day? Yeah. It's inevitably going to become some shit that nobody needs to see. Which which happens with everyone. Then you end up like taking a photo of your lunch. and. Right. You know what? Some people are able to make every moment of their lives into art. Um, and I think you can do anything when you're into it. Yeah. Right? If you're into it. But if I'm not into it, it's... It's neither here nor there. Yeah. And um, so that's maybe maybe someone else should manage it. Um, but I don't think that would make any sense either because again, what are people connecting to? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I think there's also an experiment in this. Like if literally what it would take is just to post every day. I wonder if, I, if there's something specific. Like if I just post a picture of the same thing every day, yeah. like the same, so see, would I have, have. Would that be a? You know, would that I, work? I've. It does. Okay. I, I've. I've seen Try both that. sides of the the coin. I am someone that um, has been posting and doing vlogs and, uh, you know, on YouTube and I, I have the Facebook page where I did a bunch of stuff. Um, I I made videos for a social media guy. I used to uh, run Khaled Al Amri's page and and do all those videos and. So I know how that works yeah. and I've been a part of it. But at the same time, I completely get the fact that you don't necessarily need to do that when it comes to music and art and, and stuff just to get to reach the people. I think the the bridge between them is if you think of it as a distribution, mm -hmm. it's only distributing your music. It's not doing anything else. It's not about, um, you know, the, the cup or the food or it's it's just uh, a way of introducing people to your, to your art more. And that's it. It's just an art gallery. It's just a, a stage with with the, where where they can buy tickets to a show. That that's how like it, that. Yeah, I guess I guess one of the things that I thought about a while ago that helped me figure out how I want to spend my time in the day, basically what it was, was is this idea of scale, right? I'm not sold on the idea of scale. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm just not like, it's, it's something that, you know, it's, it's one way, it's one way and it's, a, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I just, I just don't buy it for everything. Like it's, it's something I'm not even sure I, I know what it's this thing. It's like, if you, if you're into it, it makes sense. If you don't even understand why, why, yeah. you know? Um, what happens if a hundred thousand people hear the song? Yeah. Um, I'll make a lot of money. I think maybe I'll make some money, right? Like that's the idea. And like, maybe people will like, rec like what would happen? Uh, for me, um, yeah. the way I think about 
like just reaching more people is if it reaches a hundred thousand people, then a thousand of those might really love the message or might really connect with the song. If it reaches a million people, then maybe a hundred thousand of those would connect with it, and and it would mean something to them and inspire them to do something. Mm. Also, I, I I come from a punk and hardcore background. All my lyrics are like uplifting instead yeah. of I try to I try to like have a positive tinge to to all the songs we write. Yeah. So I I always think of like if I could just reach that one guy that needed to hear the song right now like I was mm. when I was a high school kid yeah. and you know we played um, hate read for the first time yeah. and uh, and that picked me up I was like ah I, I wish I could do that for someone else so that's kind of where the distribution comes in I, I mean I do I do believe that like I can think of like you know albums that I that kind of saved me in some way at yeah. that moment and um, yeah I just it's not for this not for this body of work this body yeah. of work is not it's not what i don't know maybe maybe there i'll feel i imagine i will always feel differently about things i don't i don't think this is how i'll always feel about things but for this body of work there is something about it being really really tabletop it goes back to the first thing you said more analog hands-on yeah it, it feels it, it or it sounds like you're you're you approach the this uh, this body of work that way. Yeah, yeah, actually, one of the you know album names at one point that was was Analog Matters. Like yeah. I, my first instinct was, I want to make the whole album myself, all the instruments, everything analog, recorded analog. Yeah, that that. that, that I was just about to say that plus a video, we wouldn't see you for the next couple of years. Yeah, but I, I think that I think that that is what it is. Actually, it's that it's it's something even like it's there is the person to personness, yeah. the intimacy of it. It's intimacy, the int that's intimate. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. I was like, there's a reason for this. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> yeah, Didi, that's why. Um, yeah. Didi in the comments is saying you you have to feel good about it. Um, mm -hmm. Agreed. Nothing should feel empty or forced. Yeah. But you do need to put yourself out there. Oh, well, maybe I should go on some podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should uh, we should talk for a couple podcast. of hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but speaking of putting yourself out there, oh, you're performing. Very yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah. Next week. Next week. Yeah. Uh, and that the, actually might get some. Yeah, that that might get a couple of hits, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. It's, let's let's talk about it. So yeah. what what's going on next week? So uh, in all seriousness, next week I will be performing at um, an amazing event. Uh, it's called DXB for Bey, and it's a charity event from the UN to raise money for Beirut as they enter now. Um, still, uh, the weather's getting a lot colder. Uh, the disaster has sort of left the news cycle and uh, people still really need to rebuild. So uh, this project is a brainchild of Nikki Muki and Hassad Lakis, yep. who are both, you know, pillars of the community here. And um, they've been working on this for a while. So we're really excited to play. We'll be playing at the Dubai Opera. It'll be live streamed. And most importantly, the whole point is to raise money. Yeah. And if people uh, do feel like they want to show their support, the best way is to go to dxb4bey.com and to donate there. And yeah, we're, we, we've got a goal of raising quite a lot of money. So yeah. There, I, do you know what the goal is? Um. I think I do, okay. um, but it's it's on the page, so I, I hate getting things wrong. All right. 
YY Music, what's up? Thank you, uh, thank you for the follow and welcome to the tribe. Um, we we're just talking about um, Dubai for Beirut. Yes. And uh, and so the Dubai Opera House. Yeah. Yes. That's that's a that's that's pretty big. That's, that's not a level just, up. That's yeah, that's not up. that's not the the barn in, uh, in Bar Dubai. That's that's a that's not a stage. Center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how how um. How do you feel about that? How's that? Going? I am. I'm really excited, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to um, see the space because. Um, okay, so I have seen the space. Uh, I had a little visit not too long ago, and I went backstage, and it is freaking huge. That is one of the most incredible theater spaces I have ever been in, and yeah. I used to work in theater, and so seeing that space made me incredibly nostalgic. Um, and yeah, so I'm I'm really excited to play. I really do hope that we raise a shit ton of money. Yeah, that's what I really hope. Yeah. I hope that people get excited, watch the show, feel inspired, open their wallets, and. Yeah. 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 Beirut is, um, like I said, it's because of the news cycle and, and the way uh, news networks are, are, you know, churning out uh, all the all the stuff. It's kind of been uh, pushed aside or, or watered down, to say the yeah. least. But it's uh, it's just as bad over there. And it's the weather's changing and uh, yeah. people still don't have windows and doors yeah. and, and walls in, in their in their in their houses that yeah. they've they've been in for generations. So um, every little bit counts. Xtofer is asking, uh, for those of us who have abandoned Facebook, is it streaming anywhere else? I think so. Yeah, it's, it's if you go to DXB for BEY, um, it will list all the places. It's actually gonna be, it's gonna be streaming on YouTube, I'm, I'm sure as well. Uh, pretty much all, all of those platforms. Um, and uh, I'll I'll definitely post I'll definitely post about it on um, on here and on Discord and on Instagram. Uh, so so yeah. there will be a way to find out because because uh, I'm a Facebook abandoner as wait, well. So wait, I'll, I, I'll figure I, it out. Wait wait uh, let me let me do this. If you follow me on Instagram, right? Yeah. See see yeah 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 yeah. And but then, you have to tell them what the link is. Right. If you follow <laughs> on it. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. If you follow me at Noosh like Sploosh, on Instagram, that's right, right? That's how you do it? <laughs> that's exactly it. And um, I will be posting about this nonstop. So exactly where the link will be, I will answer that question on Instagram and give some non-Facebook options. Yeah, and then you have to say, I'm gonna put it in the chat. And I'm gonna put it in the chat. Yeah, the link, the link is in the chat. In this chat? Yeah. The link is in this chat. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Like <laughs> I don't need no manager. <laughs> See, smooth. Smooth. It's like you smooth. and the no, Kardashians. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously, though, do follow me on Instagram because I feel so much better every time I see a follower. Um, like it gives me genuine dopamine. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's that's the whole point. It's validation. <laughs> Wait, what if it's a follow and a like? That's like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> actually, you know what? I do post some some pretty cool stuff. I actually don't. So, I don't. If you follow me, what I can assure you is I will not be posting complete shit all the time. I will be posting only stuff that I actually believe in that I'm working on that I care about, and generally that stuff is at the very least good looking. Yeah, that's that, see, 
That I can. That I can. That I can. I can. Sold. Conf- like I can promise that. Sold. You just yeah. got a. You got a follower. I got a follow. <laughs> <laughs> one follow. One unfollow. See, I. I don't know, man. I think that whole social media thing is. It's it's it really does mess with people's minds. It messes with mine. Mm. Uh, it was a job for a while, so it was. Right. Yeah. And then it's not a job. So. But were you doing it for yourself or for someone else? Because that's a big difference. So I it started with myself. I, I, I originally the reason I studied film was because I just liked making vlogs and yeah. I just wanted to edit better and and um, I was doing all these dumb small quick videos with my friends and stuff. And then um, I got good at doing that, and because I vlogged every day, I was a really fast editor. And then I started getting commercial work because of that, because I would do all these crazy edits overnight and stuff. And then, um, and then I stopped doing anything else but corporate. And then uh, in 2017 or something, um, I was like, no, nah, I want to do stuff, tell stories again. I want to, I want to kind of do that kind of stuff. And um, that whole thing with. Um, with Khaled came up and we made the video every single day for a long time and then that turned into the same thing wow <laughs> yeah yeah and then that tur- eventually it turned into the same thing where like it grew really fast and there were sponsors and there were things we had to meet so it just it turned into the overnight edit again so I was like ah I gotta reset <laughs> I gotta reset again this was- yeah sorry go on yeah. no that was it it was just uh just like I, I, mm. I don't like that routine. I just have to get out of it every once in a while. I have, I have a four-year cycle, like Dubai. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also like untenable to yeah. keep working at that pace. Yeah. Like there was a point in 2015 when I was studying, working a full-time startup. Like I was just working stuff. I was just everything I put. I put everything on my plate. I said yes to everything. Yeah. And also said, please, can I have some more? And it gets to this place where like, I think a lot of my, the way I work now is, is that is in rebellion of that way of working where mm-hmm. it was about like, if I don't say yes to every, every single thing and work a hundred million percent on every single thing that I'm not, I'm not worthy, you know, that kind of shit. And, um, and now what, especially this year, because everything slowed down yeah i know that a lot of people had the permission to slow down or were forced to slow down and decelerating is like weird when you're going at this like a video a day and edit a night kind of pace yeah and then you decelerate and you're like what do i even mean um and like a lot of people i started looking at slower things like plants and cats and you know how garbage rots, you know, (laughs) and just being like, okay, all of these things are happening at this incredibly slow pace. And these are, you know, arguably a lot more important things. Um, You know, uh, this tree has been here a really long time. You know, that it took it, it, it took its fucking time. Yeah. And it took its time. So this idea of like, I think that's also, I feel like I'm still defending myself against the social media thing. I gotta let go. Um, but like, I feel like a lot of the way I work now is very much this taking my time. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I think, I, I feel like 10 years is, is, is taking, is taking my time, but it's like, I, I kind of, cause I didn't mean to take 10 years. Yeah. Of course. I meant to do all of it immediately and then didn't cause I did other things. And then I was like, I haven't done it yet. Shit. And I kept having this feeling of like catching up, 
Do you have that? Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I completely get it. Did you get any like um, emotional? How could I put it? like whiplash from having to stop everything when the lockdown happened and the and the pandemic hit, or did you like just accept it right away? I didn't accept it. Um, I whiplashed. Um, I sulked. Um, and then I started going outside every day mm-hmm. in the evening at the same time. And then that that's when I I found a way of coping. Yeah. Because I was like. I have to go outside every day. It's just a different rhythm. Yes. Yeah. It was like a time signature thing. You yeah. Know? That's what it was. I had to change my time signature. And now I have to change it back and it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it like, is what? really weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. me, when, when I think this podcast started in the uh, end of March, uh, early April. Okay. And that was my, my timestamp. It was, I did it three times a week. And then on the off days, I, uh, I worked on, trying to figure out how to how to live stream because I was post-production live streaming is like very <laughs> the, the against everything that I've ever worked on like this this is it this you've is done happening. 76 episodes this just this year yeah in I started in April yo dude <laughs> yeah. dude and you ha- and you just had a baby yeah pretty much right like yeah, in his, April was like yeah he was uh, he was six months when it started dude yeah, it's pretty. Uh, we we went a little uh, a little hardcore. My wife always makes fun of me, but even when I used to do the vlogs, like we were, I was doing five videos a week, and then on uh, Saturdays we'd do one with the patrons and yeah. and just hang out with the patron on uh, on a live stream and stuff. So it was uh, it was always very fast paced. While I was doing the five videos for the seven videos for Khalid. That's blowing my fucking mind. How do you like how I? <laughs> Shit. It, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I also wonder, like, did, okay, so as you were, were you aware, like, as all of this was outputting, were you aware of the volume or was it like, no, was it only in retrospect? Yeah, it was, uh, it, at one point the quality started to dip mm-hmm. and, and it just turned into like, well, maybe I don't use the GH5 for this vlog. I'll just use the iPhone because it's just, I'll, I'll just cut it on Rush instead of Premiere. Like. And that's when I was like, I need that reset again. Right. It's just, it, that's, and that, this is part of the reason this room exists is I was like, I'd like to have conversations, right. even if people can come over, even if they can't come over and, and we have a Zoom call, but like there's a space for all of this madness to happen. And then when I leave, I just leave it behind and, mm. and get that quality back up instead of just the quantity. Yeah. It, uh, but it took a while. It took a while. But yeah, since April, unmuted's been been around since April, and the reason it's called the muted is, what what do you think unmuted means? Unmuted. Uh, I mean, I think it means when you take the you know the mute button isn't on. Yeah, but like, what Sorry. what does it mean to you in terms of like a title for for the show? Oh, um, just that you know, make noise, like say, be yourself, like um, be be. Free to express yourself, I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the general reaction I get, which okay. which I think is awesome. Okay, but uh, definitely it, it was because I muted myself. It was <laughs> the first six episodes. Um, I didn't have any of this gear, and uh, when the guest would talk, I would mute myself because you'd hear this like uh, background noise, just this hiss. Right. So I would mute myself, but never remember to unmute. Oh, so man. the first six episodes, there's at least like three minutes of me going. 
<laughs> oh shit. And then JM, my guitarist, said, uh, yo, you should you should just call it unmuted. That's cool. Because then you're eventually unmuted. And and it turned into the everyone that came on the show was like, oh sick. So you're like opening up, right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's what it means. Dude, that actually makes me think also of like, you know when you're on a Zoom call with a bunch of like I don't know, have you done have you done any like Zoom classes or anything? It, I not a class, but I've done one of those like a lot of people in the same room kind of thing. So it goes kind of one or two ways. I feel um, either nobody knows the etiquette and everybody's unmuted and then it's just chaos <laughs> or everyone knows the etiquette is very serious about it and is muted. And then the person who's talking is talking to this like vacuum and it's <laughs> yeah. so draining because yeah. you need that little, uh huh. Yeah. Ooh, ah. You yeah, need yeah, that yeah. little. So I feel, I feel like the, the better like level up of Zoom etiquette is to be, if you can, if you have the ability to be in a quiet place and be unmuted. Yeah. It, I feel like it changes the energy. Yeah. The um, the the one spe very it's very very specific situation, but I was um, I was giving someone a number, mm -hmm. and see that mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. when you go uh oh five five mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you continue, and in a Zoom call with them muted, I was like oh five five. <laughs> do I do I can like just that little bit of a mm -hmm. yeah. it, it, it didn't exist and I was like I don't I don't it feels awkward it's just awkward. that one specific moment and uh, yeah man this um one second I got uh, unmuted uh, voice to the silence <laughs> uh, let me scroll up a little bit um zane is in the house what's up zane uh thank you thank you for tuning in uh how goes it matey from Didi? um and tamimi uh, yelling at you yes we had way back in the day uh khal tamimi uh who's a who's a drummer here in the uae sent me a video of him yelling at me saying it's called unmuted stop unmuting yourself and every time i muted myself we had to play that video <laughs> Just, just to rub it in, um, the lip reading show. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 what it was for a very long time. Um, have have. Uh, I think we could we could do a couple of more hours, uh, you and I. But I, I wanna I wanna save a bunch of stuff for part two after. Cool. Uh, DXB oh, for sweet. Beirut. Yeah. I, I wanna. I have a couple of questions, but I wanna end with um, with this one question that I ask everyone that comes on the show. If you had a time machine. No shit. You know what's crazy? What's crazy? I was driving up here. Oh, maybe I've seen it. That's why. Because <laughs> you ask everybody, right? Yeah, I, I ask everybody on the show. I was like, I know he's going to ask me about a time machine. <laughs> and I even knew the answer. Maybe you were in the time machine. And that's how you know. Dude, I thought of the answer driving here because I knew you were going to ask me this question. Even though... I saw your show and I probably saw it there and it's like inceptioned in my brain. Like, it's not that I'm just like, I just knew it was just a coincidence. Yeah. yeah let's keep it. Let's keep it. Let's keep it. Coincidence. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you, you just it vibed it completely. Yeah, yeah. If you had a time machine yeah, and you were to go back in time, mm -hmm. just starting to get into, into art before the like sploosh came along, just, just, just about to start into your journey on, on that path. Um, and you you took you jumped in that time machine and went back to that time, and you had one piece of advice for little Noosh. What would that one piece of advice be? 
Time machine, I go back to before. Just, just as you were like finding yourself as as a youngster. Oh my god! Oh my god! I gotta take the. I think about this for a second. We can do this. Like the advice, right? Like advice I give myself? Yeah, what would you say? What would I say? It doesn't ha necessarily have to be advice. It's just, what would you say? Mm. I would say sing. Sing. Choose singing. Choose music. Cho I, that's, I would say, yeah, I would say choose music. Choose, choose it now. music. Choose it, choose it as soon as you can get your hands on it. And, and don't, don't, don't worry about all the reasons why you shouldn't choose it just choose it same yeah. choose music choose music that's awesome do you feel like um looking back that uh was there any hesitation at all when it came to singing mm. there was oh yeah and and looking back you you just go for it from the beginning yeah 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 i mean it's like an ongoing thing you yeah know? it's an ongoing I was just about to say, because that sounds like what happened in 2016 and 2018, right? It's always you're there. You know, it's you're always, always a cycle. You're always like, you know, I, I can't. And then, I don't know. Yeah, I, if I, if I, when I say it out loud, I get really embarrassed about it. I'm like, surely, surely not. But, and then when I'm doing it, I'm like, of course, there's no other option, you know? So it's those two things. Yeah. Um, like, I think it's what you were saying earlier about, like, the titles. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 100%. But, you, but you're making, I mean, you're, you're making, you're doing it now and you're like, but I'm not a filmmaker. So the camera's over there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This room is for making films. Yeah. Yeah. I make videos online. <laughs> it's just one of the, yeah, exactly. Like I said, that's, uh, that's the way it is. But sing and, and uh, just go for it. Mm. Good, uh, good words to end on. Thank you so much for, for coming today, man. It was a pleasure. Thanks for I, having me on my house. We're uh, we're definitely um, we're definitely due for uh, a part two. Cool. I I wanna I wanna get you on here for a part two. Uh, hopefully after the uh, the show happens and all that stuff. Cool. And um, I wanna uh, I kind of wanna dive deeper into into the other stuff that you you do as well right. um, with uh, Nikimuki and uh, and a bunch of the other projects that you had and uh, that we didn't have time to jump on today because. We've been here for two hours, and I, I still, I still have so much. To well, we ask. also, we're also talking like we're kind of just met, sort. Of. I mean, we've met, but yeah. like, we've not like talked, so it's also a lot of. Yeah, but I, I think know, this is this is the cool thing about this podcast is um, a lot of the the people, especially the people that listen to the audio yeah. uh, on Spotify and stuff, they they get to know you and me at the same time. Like it's it, a lot of people like the conversational uh, aspect of yeah. of the podcast, which is. Uh, which is why we need a part two because we got to know each other. And now we can dig deeper. I'm down. I, I I like hanging out and talking about art practices and how people spend their time. Awesome. How they make things. Practices. There's that practices. word again. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you guys so much for uh, for tuning in. If you were tuning in live and if you're listening to this on audio, make sure you um, you check in the description. On, on Spotify, app podcasts, all those things have, have a little uh, description section under the audio. Uh, all the links uh, to Nusha's stuff, to uh, Dubai for Beirut, um, the, the music videos that we, uh, we talked about, everything will be 
in the uh, in the links. Uh, so go show it some love. Like I said, we also have an unmuted YouTube channel, and um, just watch on Twitch. I know I know you like listening while you drive. Just come by, come say hi. The music videos were cool, um, and uh, and yeah, thank you to everyone that tuned in and, and joined the conversation on uh, in the chat. Thanks. Um, yeah. Thanks for thanks for all the comments and the fire. And <laughs> yeah, drop someone drop some fire. Please, uh, yes. we, we need to uh, we need to show Noosh just how how the fire works on on unmuted, and um, oh there it is. There's a whole bunch of fire in Tribe. It's amazing. <laughs> and some amazing. more fire from from Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Do they have a turd one? That would be awesome. There is a turd. Is there? Is there? I'm sure there's a turd emoji. Can someone uh, find a turd emoji and, <laughs> and and make it fly up? Well, I have my 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 like stank face that. Mm. thing that um we always use when there's that like a heavy breakdown which is uh heavy like like a emotional but also I, like I, a musical I, I, <laughs> um i don't know if anyone found the the turd um why well, you guys we'll, we'll say that for part two then <laughs> why you guys why you guys look for the turd who should we raid is does anyone have uh any raid suggestions um while we uh, we end the stream so on, on Twitch, we can, like, while we're wrapping up... Oh, there is a bunch of turds. That's like a golden nugget. Oh, wow. Oh. That's a beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Most beautiful turds I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, d d let me know if you guys have any uh, any raid suggestions. I'm going to... Actually, I know who I'm going to raid. I need to copy his name. How do I copy his name? I don't know how to copy his name. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, it's um, basically what happens is we as a as a show and yeah. everyone uh, get to go crash someone else's stream. Ooh. Yeah, it's really fun. And wow, then, and that's then, so cool. What is that? That one's new. That was is all, that from like Didi? <laughs> radi radioactive turd. Um, Didi. Uh, Give me uh, give me a link for for someone to raid. I I can't seem to copy. I wanted to do uh, Gutcher, who's uh, the mod at uh, Fuzzy's channel. But um, I don't know how, how I can. There's so many of them. Stinky cheese from Zin. Oh, there it is. All right. Let's uh, let me just set that up. So when okay. you say we crash it, like we we, get, we enter their chat or? Yep, we enter their chat and the our chat. video turns into theirs. Okay. Like a link. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna raid uh, Gutcher. So spam his chat as, as fast as you can with a bunch of unmuted stuff. Use the beautiful turds. The, and the beautiful turds, the stinky cheese. Um, we have a, we have a tradition around here. Ooh, rainbow hearts. Where the um, the guest has to say, hit the outro for it to be officially. Hit the outro. 